and welcome everyone. This is Sue and welcome to another of our Lemma Sue Walk and Talk podcast where we discuss all things well-being around the science of positive psychology, emotions and neuroscience. And um, this is an opportunity for Tanya and I to have another chat about some of the things that uh, we've been thinking about lately. And there's a particular topic that's often on our minds around health and well-being. But one thing that's interesting is I was at a conference last year and I heard a speech around death. And it was really interesting because it talked about we all fear death, which is why we take pills and potions to try and live longer. And I thought it was a very interesting speech. What I thought was really interesting, though, is I walked away thinking, actually, I don't think I do fear death. I fear, or don't fear, that's probably still a strong word, but I don't like the idea of Uh, feeling ill or feeling um, in pain or I'd rather be healthy for as long as possible and then die and I think that's one of the things so I thought to myself I don't take my pills and potions because I fear death it's because I want to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible is that fear of death what's your thoughts Tanya well it's interesting to say that and again this is um I would say the main reason I was gonna say one of the reasons but the main reason truthfully and again, I would have said this before, as to why I exercise. And the motivation for me, and I've said this to many of my friends or clients and what have you, is looking after my brain. If I look after my brain, my brain will look after my body, my body will look after my brain. So that's how I see it. If I'm really struggling on a run or what have you, can I go, nope, this is good for my brain. I'm firing, and again, when I'm thinking, I'm firing those neurons. So to your point, um, and again, we would have discussed this, I don't, I generally don't think I fear dying. But I don't like the thought of the idea of being in pain, to your point. Mm. I've never broken anything. I've never broken a bone in my body, um, even though I have been skiing and what have you. And that does frighten me, actually, because <laughs> I don't want to be in pain. So I think, to your point, it is interesting as to other people's views as to is it about mm. know, living longer. Um, and I guess it's, and again, I actually, I remember my grandma saying many moons ago, well, because she, she passed away many, many years ago, um, that she didn't want to get old. Yes. Though I wonder whether it's actually, if whatever old is, but if we're healthy, yeah. why not? I agree. And I think it's interesting because I know over the um, sort of festive break, uh, I was watching a particular uh, show on Netflix, and I know you finished it since you've been here, um, uh, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, about... Uh, longevity and all sorts of other things to do with health and well-being and I wonder how many people have been inspired to maybe do something differently I mean in my case I'm not going to go and swim across a minus two or you know or a zero (laughs) degree water Um, but I don't know what were your thoughts what inspired you from that from a well-being perspective well again I think it's really interesting um, and I am so glad you mentioned it to me and again because it was on Disney plus channel which I don't have so I could only watch it when I was in Australia um, and I watched the last series here with you. And it was around, again, the longevity. And it was really interesting to hear from each of the experts on each of the episodes, um, again, how our body works. And again, a lot of what they went through is a lot of what, well, everything we teach, really. Um, it did want me to make, make me want to watch it again and make notes and kind of refer to it and make references and what have you. But again, this is kind of what I'm really interested in and again I'd said this before about I really want to do my own um, health body check as to how healthy my organs are Mm. so for me it was like really quite interesting again around how our cells um, 
flourish, let's mm-hmm. say, um, and I, what's the word I want to meet? What I'm trying to say, um, renew themselves. Um, and again, that's when we think about neuroscience mm. um, as well. That um, the neuroplasticity, how then we can. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting because obviously one of the reasons people love the programs that we often run from a corporate perspective is because although they're leadership programs, we put the science behind it. And the thing that I really enjoyed about that series was the fact that um, the science was there and it was it was minimal in places as far as you know what you saw on the screen about how but it was there it was like well this is the journey through your gut or this is a cell and this is what happens and this is what happens in your brain etc and I think that's really useful for us because we know from a, a scientific perspective that cells can live a lot longer if they have the right nutrients in and the ability to remove waste out, if you like. Same as a human being, any cell has to do the same thing. And if you think about that, if cells can last really, really well, if we put the right things in and allow them to you know, remove their waste, maybe if we did that through our whole body, then the cells wouldn't get damaged and morph and different um, genes may not turn on or off accordingly. So I think that was quite interesting. And I know one of the reasons that... Um, Chris Hems was, was, was keen to do this was because of obviously his own profile and I know I've had my genetic profile and I don't just mean who my parents were and the fact that I'm from Scandinavia etc um, but the, the genetic profile of my genes and my predispositions etc because if you know them and, and this was, would, would be my question to Chris if I, if I met him was is he glad he knows that he's got the predisposition to Alzheimer's mm. or does he wish he didn't know? Because I think there's benefits. Like for me, knowing my predispositions and being able to do something about it from a scientific perspective, I think I found really helpful. But would everybody? Personally, for me, I, I would say yes, absolutely, which is why I kind of want to, I'd love to have a, a, a proper health, full body scan, whatever it is. Um, because then you've got the motivation, yeah. I believe. Um, and I would say because we can all kind of say again with New Year's or you know I'm going to eat healthily and what have you but again it's again this is a lot of what we teach I think is it's putting the why behind it what's the impact of it what's the impact when you have good sleep what's the impact when you don't have good sleep what is the impact if you don't exercise it's really then understanding I think when you understand the medical the health benefits of say the basics of eat sleep and exercise Mm -hmm this actually well in my experience again with clients and friends actually I want to do something about I do want to look after myself um it's not just that I'm doing bunny ears now inverted speech (laughs) the well-being um it's really putting the science behind it and living it really yeah and I wonder also uh, to me it comes down to education Mm. Uh, and I don't mean school I mean educating ourselves of what these things mean because um, like I, for instance, know that uh, according to my genetic profile, I've got the gene that means I process alcohol quite quickly. Um, probably why I don't get hangovers and things like that. But having said that, it doesn't mean to say I'm going to go, woohoo, I've got the gene that processes mm. alcohol really quickly, so I'm going to drink lots of alcohol. So there's education that comes with it as well is, um, well, what happens when I do these things? Like, what is the benefit of um, putting yourself in cold water? Mm. What is the benefit of fasting? And then deciding for yourself how it fits with your profile, with your dispositions, etc. So I think there's something interesting in the science there. If we could 
Wouldn't it be lovely if everybody could have that sense of personalised medicine and the mm. education that goes with it to make informed decisions? You know, once upon a time you went to a doctor and they basically gave you some pills and you just took them because everybody kind of believed that the doctor had all the answers. Um, some people may still do that. Um, wouldn't it be wonderful if we had that ability to have that personalised element and then get the knowledge so that we can make informed choices mm. about what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more I read, and maybe it's because of the podcasts I listen to and the, the books that I read and the articles and things that you'll share with me and things that we discuss um, on our programs, or even learn with Sue. Again, the fasting is really quite attractive mm. to me, shall we say. Not from a, a weight loss necessarily, all that helps with that, because again, it's not about losing weight, but actually, again, from a... Um, generating those new cells and actually clear you know cleaning the microbiome and getting rid of the naughty ones and I almost forget what they're called <laughs> pathogens. the pathogens and I want the more commensals <laughs> to come in so it's that kind of I find well really fascinating um and then the more I think about it and the more I read or the more we might discuss it and I think I said to you the other day it's like our bodies are amazing I agree our bodies are absolutely amazing and when you think about sometimes how we and I'm generalising here, don't look after our bodies. Mm. Um, no wonder there is can be so much illness, whether it's mental illness or physical illness, because we're not actually looking after ourselves. And I think mm. that's a real shame. And again, there's an education element to that of do we actually know what to do? Um, you know, how have we been brought up? What have we learned? And I feel very grateful that... Um, although I grew up in a very English background where it was sort of like meat and two veg and things like that. Um, it did, you know, generally speaking, it was fairly healthy. So, yeah, I think I learned some good basic habits. What I'd like to think is I've learned a lot then since then that I've added. And, and I know some people listening to this will know, you know, when I went and did the whole microbiome week in Venice, you know, I realized I didn't have, eat anything that gave me butyrate. So I immediately went out and bought olives, even though I didn't like them. And now I love olives. Um, so again, it's not just um, I think our society, it's very easy to eat the things that seem nice. You know, McDonald's is a treat. I mean, for me, McDonald's is not a treat. I can't remember the last time I would have eaten at McDonald's. Um, last time I had some chips from somewhere was absolutely hideous from one of those places. <laughs> um, so, um, so to your point, it's education then that goes with it. Um, the learning, the desire to learn and then putting it into practice. The whole treat yourself as a scientific experiment piece. Absolutely. And I think also the other thing that I picked up with the series was as well as then the fasting and for those of you who haven't watched it or might get the opportunity he actually fasted for four days yeah that would be four, way four too much days. for me um and the point of it was also and i can't remember again um which is why i want to watch it again and make notes as to when you fast for that amount of time there is something ketones. in your, the ketones yeah. will then go up to a certain level and that's what you want and that's when it kind of i'll say your body cleanses itself or your your gut as it were um and that also drove him to and i hope i'm not doing a spoiler alert here but for him to he then he was allowed to then go fishing for example and spear fishing um and it was just quite amazing again i think from a mental perspective of then again that motivation i'm hungry i'm going to really focus and i'm going to catch this fish and um, enjoy the fish after and i was going to say yeah. so when he came out and he shared the fish with the expert i can't remember his name but he said this is like the best meal I've ever had. And again, it's about slowing down what we're saying, savoring um, and really tasting mm. um, our food and being grateful, etc. So I think that was 
um, again, really kind of interesting. Um, nothing new, but in terms of slow, also slowing down. Mm. And it, it is interesting because I think for me, fasting, I often will have... Uh, dinner at like 4.30 as you know because if I'm running a diploma in the evening so I'll eat at 4.30 and then I won't eat again until I get back from my walk maybe the next day at 7.30, 8 o'clock so I don't necessarily do the long fasting but it was interesting you said about savouring because our last lunch here there was a particular starter that we had um, where we didn't speak during that starter but the waitress actually came over at one point and she said watching you eat that well because it... (laughs) It was so delicious, and we would, I mean, I was in heaven. I was just savouring every morsel of it. So whether you're fasting or whether you're not, can Mm. we slow down, savour, enjoy? So if we are going to have something, I'm not sure how healthy it was. I don't think it was too unhealthy. Um, But um, whatever it is, we are using it to the best of our ability. Mm. What else? What else were you inspired by? Um, Again, the whole physiology, because I am just fascinated with us as humans really in the sense of um he also did another task let's say challenge around strength training and he had to climb this rope 100 meters 100 meters rope and it was the actual challenge was it was dangling over blue mountains the blue mountains um so really scary like really big really big stuff and really incredibly challenging and again just watching him go through that and the emotions that he was feeling and the stress that it would have evoked um, that I could, the mindset, I can't do it, it's too hard. Or again, the realization of as you're pulling your, yourself up the rope, um, you're then actually having to pick up the rope as well with your feet, so you've got extra weight, and just really kind of, just really fascinating. But again, um, for me, again, from an exercise perspective of how little actually, and I'm thinking about myself, but generally, where we're not using mm. those muscles, as you know, the listeners, I run, I do a lot of walking, but I do, you know, I kind of alternate between walking and running. And actually one of my physios has said to me, you can't just run, you need to do other things. And again, that's just been, again, a, a good reminder. And again, even being here with you in Byron Bay, so walking on the beach, I know I felt in my feet that different muscles in my feet and my calves have, mm. I've used different muscles. So again, to me, it's about building the strength, um, all over, I guess. And variety. And I think what's interesting is I am never going to climb a 100-metre rope above the Blue Mountains. I am never going to swim however long he swam in the icy cold mm. waters over in um, Scandinavia, etc. I don't plan on doing that. I don't feel inspired to do that or anything. It does make me think, though, about what might be the little things. So, yeah, I do Pilates. I walk and I run on the beach. I do different stretches and and squats and push-ups etc on the beach um yet what else could i do that could introduce Mm. different muscles because sometimes it's not until you do something different you suddenly feel a muscle that you hadn't felt before and like oh where's that and also shaking it up so your body doesn't get used to Mm. certain pans so that i think is quite inspiring even though i don't plan on doing some of the challenges that he did i do always have a cold shower so i've been having a cold shower for many years at the end you know 30 seconds of of cold um yet it does remind me then, well, what else do I need to do that's different? Because, yeah, when you said, you know, the muscles in your ankle and your calves, yeah. is like, oh, I can really feel them. Um, well, what else could I do? I, I don't run or walk with shoes on anymore because I'm yeah. always down the beach. Yeah. So maybe I need to... I do cycle sometimes too, so that's good too. But again, that's interesting you say that because, of course, when I've been walking and running here, I've been in my bare feet. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting going back to running in my 
trainers, Putting trainers back at home. home. You get blisters. Um, so probably, <laughs> probably. Um, but the other thing that I was really kind of curious, well, well, I say curious about, I just, I loved the series, was um, there was an episode on memory. And again, I just want to make a point around um, how we as humans have become so reliant, and of course it's convenient, but on our Google Maps, or we don't have to think about um, what direction we need to go in, or go trust our senses, etc. Um, really visualise where we need to head, or use our other senses, really. Um, and I think that's a bit of a shame that we've become so reliant on technology, I guess. Um, and you often talk about, you know, there are benefits to it, of course, but it's how we've just kind of got out of the habit of using our brain, mm. really. Well, the other day, one of the team, I was putting something in the post to my sister and um, uh, she said, oh, what's your sister's mobile? And of course, I had to look it up, mm. which is ridiculous because I speak to her every week, but I never actually dial the number anymore. And many people listening, you'll know you can remember your childhood phone number, but you may not be able to remember yeah, your adult phone true. number. Um, so I think there's an element of that. What's really interesting for me is um, that one when they're outdoors and, and, you know, just making their own way. I actually think, ironically, my memory would be better for that because sometimes, and you would know this, when David says, you know, you go here, here, I have no idea. But if I use my intuition and sense, I actually get there. And when we lived in Sydney, sometimes we would... Um, David always used to know all the underground mm. things through, the Hunter Connection and whatever... I would never go indoors. I would always be outdoors because then I can see where the sun is. Yeah. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Um, and yet I feel I can sense it that way. Whereas put me indoors and ask me to find my way around Bondi Junction. And I would <laughs> I had a panic attack in Bondi Junction once because I was lost. <laughs> so, so maybe I'd be better at that bit. Um, but I do think we sometimes get a little concerned maybe about losing our memory. I mean, I mine's, I have really good memory for research and papers and those sorts of things. And I have terrible memory for something I did 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I think that was good just to consider how are things shaping our memory? Is it always infallible or not? And I think to your point around the things we remember, I guess it's our brain also almost compartmentalizing around, well, do you need that information for 10 years ago? Exactly. And that's, it's actually, it's just got rid of those neurons. You don't need them. But actually, if you I started looking through photos, go, oh, yeah, and then it all comes back. That's the thing. So do you ever really forget, I'll say? Well, you were asking me earlier, have I ever done hang gliding? And I was mm. like, hmm, I think so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. And because I know memories aren't accurate um mm. you know the research says every time you draw on a new memory it often changes so um i had this vague recollection of maybe doing something when i was a child then i started to think well it wasn't my dad that did it and i actually didn't do it and then i started to think well maybe it was only fools and horses and david jason did it on only fools and horses and he was like my dad so you know so did i really i don't know and the reason i don't i personally don't trust and i often don't argue um with david for instance who has a much better memory than me and this happened twice in the last week or so is um i had no recollection that i'd seen aerosmith at wembley so when we came to Australia, I was like, oh, I'm going to see Aerosmith. He's like, you've seen them before. I'm like, wow, have I? No recollection. And if you remember, we also had a discussion uh, not that long ago, since you've been over here, about the colour of Walker's cheese and onion crisps. Yes. And David was right, and we were both wrong. So yes. memories aren't accurate. Yes. 
cheese and onion and salt and vinegar. <laughs> Wrong colours. So I think memory is important to us, and yet what are we choosing to memorise? Mm. Are we choosing to savour those moments so we really remember that meal that we had with friends or family, that um, place that we visited that we always wanted to, and, yeah, potentially what have we let go of, mm. letting go of that's okay to let go mm. of? So what about the last episode then, before we wrap up? Well, the last episode... Because I cried. Yeah, I, um, it wasn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. So the last episode was around acceptance, and I thought it was going to be around acceptance of, I don't know, health, really. Um, and again, I probably... I don't know, it might be a spoiler alert here, so maybe pause if you haven't seen the series and you want to watch it. Um, but it was about death. Um, and it was... I, I, I cried, I was sobbing. Um, and I came out to see you and I didn't even want to hug because I, it was just... You'd have been more sobbing. It, it was real. And to your point, as we said at the beginning, it's not a fear of the death, but it's the fear of, um, again, not getting old, but getting old and it's becoming loss. frail. And yes, it's loss. And you could see that in him, the loss of the strength yeah. that he has. Yeah. Um, and what they did, for, for those of you who haven't seen it, again, spoiler alert, if you're going to watch it, um, they kind of put this equipment on him to make him really have to work hard. Restrained, with, uh, restrained if you like, I guess, yeah. basically. Um, as one might as you get older. Um, and again, that was really quite interesting around, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be struggling. Mm. I don't want to be struggling walking or um, whatever it might be, playing ping pong, whatever he was doing, and it being hard. Mm. Um it might well come to that at some point, but I really want to be as healthy and as mobile and as agile for as long as I can. Yeah, and I think the acceptance is an interesting one because you don't want to accept it too early that you give up mm. and you go, oh, well, I can't do that anymore. Well, I'll just sit on the sofa and binge watch Netflix. Um, so you don't want to give up. Uh, at some point, though, there is some acceptance potentially of you may not be able to do as much as you did before. Um, and I think that's the perhaps the interesting tipping point is, um, you know, I see a couple of people down the beach, as you know, that really inspire me because they're probably in their 80s. They're down there every day. They do their push-ups. They do their stretches. They do the, I don't know, leg lifts, stomach exercises, and then they go in the ocean and have a dip and go home. And I find that so inspirational because they're still doing it. They're probably doing less than they were doing when they were in their 30s or 40s, and yet they are still they've probably accepted that they're older so there are restrictions or things they're not doing quite so well or they might not be able to lift you know however many kilos etc and yet still making sure that you don't give up completely and go oh well i'm old now there's nothing i can do mm, absolutely and i think with the death element the positive around this was also actually we are well, I'll say this isn't necessarily positive, but the reality is we are dying every day. We are, mm. we, we are getting older. Hopefully. And it is <laughs> around longevity, but this is also about them being grateful for every day we have because we don't, we don't know um, if we're going to wake up that next morning. And again, that was what really then inspired me after my sobbing. I was, I was just <laughs> like, this is, this is real. This is the reality. We're not invincible. Um, we do. Well, I really want to look after myself. Um, and I want to enjoy life. I don't know. Mm. It was just a really, again, just the, the importance around living. Yes. Living and flourishing. Not stressed with work and rushing around and, I don't know, debt and what have you. All, you know, the concerns and worries that people 
have and yeah how do I get the bigger house and the bigger car or whatever yeah Yeah. um that isn't what it's all about Yeah. yeah um so yeah it was it was a really good series and a really good um just a really good reminder I think actually yeah thank you I agree and I hope everyone listening if you haven't had a chance to watch then you maybe get a chance um or even just thinking about some of the things that we've been talking about because there often are little things to inspire us and it does remind us that um yes the striving and going for goals and uh, wanting more and whatever you're great and yet are we actually also enjoying the moments that we have because they may not last long um so what are we going to do to enjoy every moment and be the best that we can be for those moments absolutely thank you everyone for listening and it is wonderful that you've chosen to join us i hope if you want more of the science the research the experts then you will come and check us out on learnwithsue.com.au and maybe consider becoming a member of our global learning community thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week thanks sonia thanks sue bye